Hey, virtual boys and girls. If you haven't listened to episode 12 yet, I'd advise you to do so, as episode 13 is a direct continuation of that conversation. And now, here's your recap. Last time on the Virtual Boys Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to episode 12. I'm Chris from Shuckhead Gaming. This guy next to me is Ryan from the VR Grid. Hello! Uh, Let's talk with video game pricing. Because I think video game pricing, everything's going to flow from that. Because I think everything I mentioned prior to that is more... Those are strategies that developers and publishers have used to lower the price of their game. I I think gaming is the most undervalued media we consume nowadays compared to anything. Music, movies, um, streaming services. Yes, I agree with everything you just said. $90 or wherever you live, 80, 70, wherever that lands for you, that that $10 bump or whatever, it's... I bet you the gaming industry was like, oh my god! (laughs) It's not like, oh my god, I got to swing my sword in Demon Souls, that was so cool. Dude, if there was like a game hit by a train in VR and it was $5 and it looked like a real train was going to come hit me and run me over, I'd pay five bucks for that. I'd pay five bucks for that. Right? And And now the conclusion. This is all coming ahead of 2022. Um... We'll touch on this in a bit, but like when the PSVR 2 drops, are we going to expect $20 games still? I honestly, if we get the same kind of experiences that we're getting now, still, we're still getting them now, much less so, but we're, you know, the same kind of like, like short, you know, job simulator, no offense, job simulator, um, but those shorter VR experiences that are $20, $30, like, are we going to, like, are we, are we cool with $20 um, stationary wave shooters in 2022 on a PSVR 2? I fuck that. That's insane. And I I think there's going to be a demand for quality uh next year for better qual- for better games. Um because one Sony's making a fucking second headset. Like they're backing VR. If they back VR with a second headset and give me fucking, you know, zombie fucking feeding frenzy 5 for, you know, a $15 game or if I see what's the uh, what's the um oh, damn it, there's three of them. It's the Damn it, it's such a good example. I'm so disappointed in myself right now. But my point being, I don't want these throwaway titles. Like, like for next-gen VR, I don't want to see that reset again. I don't want to see one-hour Batman Arkham games that deliver just the barest of experiences for, oh, it's only $20. I don't, I'm, I'm done. I'm honestly, I'm done with these smaller $20 games. And don't get me wrong, some of them are great. I just bought The Climb. Uh, you know, I just, Thrill the Fight was a $12 game on, on Quest. Oops. Um, I absolutely dig that. Don't get me wrong. There's still some phenomenal games and value at that level, but I want to see, I want to see VR go beyond that. And seriously, man, if PSVR two drops and the launch lineup is just a bunch of old VR games we've played before and a bunch of new stuff that's $20 and lasts an hour and a half, I'm going to rage shug. It won't, and it won't be, <laughs> it won't be. I mean, I don't know about that. I hope I you're right. I hope I, I you're right. Think, I'll tell you why I think that Well, like, I mean, um, my review hasn't come up for the climb yet, but stay tuned for that. Um, actually, I guess by the time this lands, it'll be out. But um, I guess my feeling about the climb, man, I don't know. The climb doesn't really, to me, does not fit that category of being like underpriced and underdeveloped. I feel like the climb, like I said, you're. It is a game where you are paying for the experience, 
and it's got the budget and the quality. It's a polished game coming from a f- pretty big studio. And it's like, I don't, I don't know, like five levels with three stages, that's 15 climbing levels. And I mean, that's just, I mean, how much, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, you could add more content in there, but I feel like you're paying for the experience and you're getting your fill of the experience. I just feel like that's a, a game where it's like the quality's there. And I think the, the price of anything is cheap for that game, really. I think it's priced well, actually. It's pr- probably priced perfect no, I, because I it's not a content, it's not a massive content offering, but. Again, like I think that it saturates the experience, though. Like I feel like you're kind of, you're kind of not a lot of people are going to play all 15 stages. But man, I just want, I just, I just need more climbing variety because those people will just go back and and like and just crush it on the, uh, on the uh, on the like the what you, the scoreboards. Like what what the, why I can't even think about that was not scoreboards. You know what I'm talking about? Leaderboards. Leaderboards. Jesus. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I mean, there's and there's like there's uh, what do they they call it like? Asynchronous, asynchronous multiplayer so you can basically race your friend's ghost mm-hmm. so you know that's that'll keep those people busy um so i think that's fine my problem and you and i've talked about this on and off camera is that like the quest coming out and almost kind of like re- doing a soft reboot to the vr market we are back to that we are you know the like for example like your psvr community Especially people who've been there, you know, since earlier years, they're done. They they don't they feel like you and I. They they they're not interested in another wave shooter. Not nearly as much. They they have their expectations are way higher than that now. But you've got a brand new audience going to the quest, and it's like they're right back in 2016, 2017, where we were. It's like I can't really fault them for Look, that. It's I, all it's all new again for them. I'm not complaining about that. I no. I've, I've said many times this is a exactly. coasting year and a catch up year for VR, and I'm cool with that. Yeah. But like I said, when 2022 drops, I swear to God, if I see Counterfight Four come out, and that's the game I was thinking of, Counterfight Four as a launch title for PlayStation VR, I'm gonna kill myself, Shug. I'm but that's why I don't myself. think we're gonna get there because I do feel that like. Like I said, something you said to me is I was playing the climb too, and there was this one scene where I'd launch myself off a ledge, which is easy, my favorite thing about that game. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, <laughs> and I was like, and as I was like, and I was really pushing it, I should not have jumped from that height to that distance. It, it, was, it was that thing where you, you've got the height so you can really get that distance. And like the world was like popping up at me as I'm, and I can see the handholds like popping up and everything. And I was like, yeah, like this is amazing. Man, this is really pushing the quest too. Yeah. Like, I can't wait to. I was actually in midair when I was like, I can't wait for the quest three, <laughs> because just because the quest does seem to be the dominant force of guiding the the VR industry right now, and they are trying to get their numbers up, and I and I get that, but I'm like, man, I can't wait till the numbers and the ambition of the industry catches up with the tech, because um, right now it's it's not, and it is what it is. But for us, more veteran vr gamers it can be a little bit frustrating to be like oh man man i already did this i've been at this point in vr like i i played the better shit but it's kind of like that's just where it's at but i think to your to your issue is that the psvr 2 when it launches i think first of all sony said you know like there's been a lot of lessons learned and i think that's one of those lessons is that they're going to double down on quality over quantity just as oculus has really oculus really did their store is even stricter than Sony's for quality. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't, they just don't want shovelware on the store front. That's where your app lab and your and your side quest is for, and that's I think that's a good idea because they are they are curating 
what you see as a as an as a as an early adopter or just any any adopter of that of that platform i think sony's going to take that same idea i think sony knows damn well that psvr2 especially at launch is going to have to like it's it's going to have to have some proving titles yeah of course it will i mean it's going to have to have games like rigs and and you know and battle zone and then you know even a few months later like resident evil it's going to have to have those titles it's going to have to have some marquee titles and sony has never launched a system without at least a few like marquee titles i mean almost any console has launched with something worth bragging about it's the support after that that we can be a little bit con- more concerned with yeah no i'm 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 not sure i mean the i'm hoping that the quest is past this i'm i'm hoping that like the quest gets past this diaper stage and is least like using pull-ups by the time that like we get to psvr2 because they will be quest 3 and I'm hoping now that they will now have a generation of new questers who are like, I kind of want more too. I wonder what they're going to do, man. Like even with, uh, like, I don't know, do, how long, when do we want to cut this off? Do we want to cut this off or do we want to like just power through? Because I can keep, keep talking. talking. Let's keep talking and we'll cut or edit as we go. Okay, we'll just keep talking then. I can do with that. All right. Um. So yeah, even with the quest, like, you know, the quest one and the quest two, I'm really confused too. Now we're just going to talk money all over the place here. But so the Quest 1 and Quest 2 can play everything, right? The Quest, everything the Quest 2 can do, the Quest 1 can play, at least in theory. In actual practice, we're already seeing the Quest 1 uh, quickly fall behind in performance. I had to look it up to see if the Quest 1 was actually compatible with the Climb 2. Because every review made it sound like it was just a Quest 2 game. No, it's, it, I mean... It, it, I know. It, every, yeah. Everything right now being released for the Quest 2 still yeah. plays in the Quest 1. Which holds back the Quest 2. Like, I don't know if the Quest 2 has any any extra graphical like settings. I don't know if the I like I don't know if it has enhancements for the Quest 2. I haven't heard anything about that. So what happens when they launch Quest 3 now? Because now people will expect I this. I mean, and the Quest 1 could also the Quest 1 could play the um Oculus Go library. And that's a feature that was removed from the Quest 2 that people have oh, been asking for. Um yeah, no, the Quest One you could you could play anything. That, it was it was a Go headset, and then for the Quest Two they took that down. I they, I think because one they killed the Oculus Go, um, but I, I, to me that it made, also makes sense too. They want to keep the content a little higher up, you know. Like the, I because, get it. So so somebody doesn't accidentally you know go grab a Go experience early on and go. This is this is the Quest Two. I I think that is a really good point. What you said, and I mean it's something we've talked about. Because I'm really curious about how they're going to handle it. Like we've talked about, Sony's got their work cut out for them just because they are launching the PSVR 2 and how do they keep that separate and like how do you communicate to people this is just... Dude, it's going to be a mess. When the Quest, or Quest 2, when the PlayStation VR 2 drops, it's going to be a fucking mess. Um, well, hopefully they get their communication game. Okay, on yeah, because they're just rocking. <laughs> like, shut up! Like, there's no chance. Look, I'm sure. That, <laughs> I'm sure that the compatibility list of games oh, will my. be on the blog. Dude, Ryan. No, 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 it's not even the. Comp- <laughs> yeah, right, right. No, but I mean, okay, I, I, I'm talking about two points now. Right now, okay, let's assume the Quest Three drops in 2022. So, will that be? Like, will the Quest One still be playing Quest Three games, or are are games in the Quest Store? Because right now it's just the Quest store. I know. At what point in time is it the Quest 3 store? Or is it the Quest, like, little icons that say Quest 1, 2, or 3? Or is Facebook just like, uh, you know, fuck it. Quest 1's dead, boys and girls. You suck a dick. Which I think more than likely will, no, will happen. No, I think we've already, I think we already know how they're going to handle it. Because they're already doing it. Okay? 
think about this when you go to the when you log into the store on your quest uh, say your quest 2 you don't see the pc quest titles they if you go to the pc app then you see those titles but if it's a quest 2 exclusive like you don't see it on the, the pc oculus app now you can change your headset and then you can see what's but that's how they'll do it you know your quest one will just only see the games that you can play the quest two games will just only see the games you can play you still have a communication issue because people will still be like i can't find this game yeah because it's not on your store yeah, available for quest but what Three. i'm saying is that they're already doing that i guess so just, i guess it so. just is like if you want to go play con not contract is a bad example now zero caliber on the oculus store um you know you're not going to see it and there's a lot of times where I'm, I've been looking for a quest game that's only a quest game, and I'm on my PC, and the app is very PC. Like the Windows version of the Oculus app is like not like the mobile version. You can't switch your headset and yeah, like change the stores. It's annoying, right? So that's I mean I'm just saying like I know that store very well for that reason, and you just can't see it. That's how you do it. But but more to your point is not so so much how they're going to handle it, as far as like visibility wise is just how they're going to handle it is like, you're right. Like at some point, and I expected it about halfway through this year, starting to go, starting to see the first quest two exclusives. I mean, come it on, you got to get yet, there. But... I know it's not. And I understand it. It's such a numbers game. It's all about the numbers right now. Like that is, I bet you every Oculus meeting where they're sitting down with investors and developers and such is focused on, how many headsets like we, they want headset domination and right now they're looking at it as it doesn't make sense to cut out your quest one audience like they're holding on as long as they can probably yeah. i can't imagine we're not going to see a quest two exclusive this fall uh i mean i hope so honestly i hope so because we've already talked about that and the quest two is kind of holding back vr in some regards while pushing vr forward and others um, without it being performance and power and those bigger games. And the idea of the Quest 2 now being stuck to the Quest 1 um, sucks, honestly. Um, it, it's, it sucks for Quest 2 owners. It sucks for Quest 2 owners, yeah, yeah, and absolutely. It's, and it, and it's, and it's, but it's no different than us having PC and getting like irritated that the Climb 2 is only on the Quest, well, for, for our, in our cases, only on the Quest 2. Um, it's like, well, damn it. I really want to see this game maxed out. Like Man. it's it's such a visual master. It's such a visually sweet game, but its limitations are all over the place on the oh, quest yeah. too. You can see right? it everywhere you look, and you know. But I mean, bringing it back to the topic and what you where you originally went in on this is pricing. Like, what happens when we get a, a quest two game, for example, say drops this fall, and it's like we haven't seen a full price quest game at all ever, have we? Can you Nothing... think of a single game that like went for that like eight eighty? No, no, no. I was I was trying to think of anything anything under four anything over forty. I can't think of off the top of my head. That's Quest Two specific minus DLC Beat Saber. Now on Oculus on the PC, yes, but, yeah, yeah. Like, but on Quest Two, I'm trying to think of like the highest quality games that they have, and like, I mean, there's there's Supernatural, but it's subscription based, so it doesn't count. But I can't think of anything that's no. even above, even above like thirty-five Canadian. Really, Look, maybe that, that comes back to how we started this whole conversation about basically the VR market is just used to this stuff. Well, yeah, when that's the only thing available on like your headset is a thirty-dollar game, like that's the most you can just spend on a game is thirty dollars. Then, yeah, of course, 
you know, you drop a $60 game in there, man, you're, that thing better deliver because the market's going to have a heart attack when this game releases and it's double the price of every other game available on the market. People are going to expect the world, even if even if that's way too lofty, doesn't matter, man. That, that's what people are going to expect. Well, I mean, and that comes down to the like age-old question, even in traditional gaming, of like if a game comes out and it's a five-hour masterpiece, and it's like you know, and it's visually amazing, and the production budget's insane, and it's got a great storyline. I mean, I think that's worth a full price game if it's a, an amazing five hour game that is designed to be a five hour game, and it was and it was expensive to make, and you've got like movie actors, you know, he's like the quality is really there. Would you pay that for a five hour game? Well, a lot of people, no, like they just no, like they just it's not an it's not enough hours. Dude, but, then mean, they'll go the, but then they'll go the other way and you'll play like in a Ubisoft open world game and it was like, it was 60 hours long. I'm like, well, did you get your value? I'm like, it actually started to be diminishing returns for me. <laughs> Once I hit the 30 or 40 hour mark, I was like, wanted to beat my OCD kicked in. I wanted to beat the game and I was starting to, and I was starting to like regret my purchase as it started to grind on more and more and more. So Dollar value is or hour hour value like an hour for value. I don't think is necessarily fair, but that's just the way it is. No, that's it's subjective. Answer. I mean, I I can go back to uh, Star Wars Battlefront for PlayStation had the little ten minute uh, VR X wing mission they added on there. I paid twenty bucks for that thing. I regret nothing. Uh, that was like well, I think it was like my first experience was like twelve minutes. That was twelve minutes of Star Wars heaven, and I would happily pay for that kind of experience again. Well, there you go. Um, but but I would for, for a sp- that's that experience buying attitude though, right? And I, that's obviously as, as a Star Wars fanboy, that was just that that was you know, Star Wars in VR, and it looked and played as great as it did thanks to the Battle um, Battlefront engine um, was just mind blowing. Now would I pay for that same thing for like a I don't know Jurassic Park experience? I mean Jurassic Park like a fully fleshed out like dinosaurs look real in my face. Would I like for like a twelve minute experience? I don't know, like like twenty bucks, you know. But they're, they're yeah, but you're hitting on a very interesting topic here. I've always found your review scale um, interesting. Fair, right? Well, yeah, and I was, and I, and I, I didn't, I didn't pause because I was thinking, I wasn't pausing to decide whether I liked it or not. Um, it was just more that I find it, it's just interesting to me, just because your approach has been, what would I pay for it? Because that's what it comes down to for a lot of people is like, what would you pay for it? And that is vastly different. Like you and I, you know, we have some disposable income. Like to us, it's like, yeah, I'll pay 20 bucks to try it. That sucked. Don't even, don't even, and delete. Don't even think about it again. Whereas some people are like, no, like 20 bucks on a game is like 20 fucking bucks. That's their entertainment budget for that month or something. And like they, that's, they, they need that $20 to be, a really really well spent because they just don't that matters that's like they're looking at their bank account going okay i got 20 bucks i mean like i've you, i was gonna say yeah i, I said the games you know like, like this is 12 game i was like this is worth 40 dollars. i've said that like this, honestly like buy this thing now because this like the devs should, once they realize how much content is in here they should be charging more for this i mean it's it, it's a rare it's a rare occurrence but it's definitely happened uh in a few of my reviews but um uh yeah, no, it's definitely subjective as far as like you know, it's why it's why I put it in there. It's what I would pay for this, and I, you know, it's 
there's I understand no everyone's the same like you said people are on a budget where this stuff does matter when you can only you know when, when you can afford to buy like you know an eighty dollar game drops and that's the game you're gonna play for the next six months you want to make sure that game delivers the goods and like I said and VR just doesn't do that yet we get- I, I do I do feel like one of the issues that oh shoot where was I going this my brain completely derped out oh that's what it was I was you gonna cut say me off one- to derp out. I like I'm that. Sorry. That was a continue. Oh, continue. I don't remember. You cut me off. Now my my train of thought just went sideways, so I can listen to you. Forget. I only jumped <laughs> in. I only jumped in because what I wanted to say was kind of more in line with what you were talking about, and you were gonna you were gonna veer away from that. I just wanted to say that, like, one of the issues that I think that it also is is a problem in the VR community right now is that it is a industry that needs the support of us. Because it's still an early adopter community. Like it really, it's getting better. It's getting bigger. But there's still almost like, if you love VR, you almost, I almost feel like you have a little bit of a responsibility to support the industry. And so it's kind of like, and not a lot, not, not everybody's like, like can afford to think like that. Let's put it that way. Like, you know, it's like sometimes if a band comes out with an album, I have bought, like I have gone online and bought the physical version or, or a hoodie or something because I know I'm going to just listen to it digitally, but I also know that if this band doesn't get some income from me and from everybody else, like they're straight up just not going to exist. And that's very, and that's sad. It's the same thing with the, I think with VR, like sometimes it's like, you got to like, don't wait for it to go on sale for 50% off because it's like, they need your money. Like, it's not just, it's not just about you like wanting to get it cheap. It's more like, do you want a sequel? Do you want the studio to exist? You know, because when they do that deep dive on the sale price, it's not necessarily a good thing. Yeah, them. or even just price cuts right away. I mean, that's never a good thing either. I mean, how many games at the beginning of PSVR's life cycle were chapter ones that never saw a chapter two? So every single one. I mean, every single one. We never, like some of these games never saw, Not even, it's not even a sequel. It's the next part to their promised game. And like, yeah, well, it didn't make any money, so we're done. And not all those games were great. Don't get me wrong. Um, some were though. Some were good. I mean, I remember what, even Mortal Blitz. I know it's kind of a, a throwaway title now, not combat. No, Arena, but the that was original one Mortal where a Blitz. lot of people wanted a sequel. Yeah. Man, it was, it was, and you know, it was never an expensive game. I'm sure a lot of people played it. A lot of people seem to have enjoyed it. Um, it just, nope. They just retired that. Um, and money just wasn't there. Yeah. I and mean, that's an issue. I didn't, I mean, it's a tough one. It's like, and I've, I've even take, I've like ran with that torch for a little while. Like you have a social responsibility to the VR industry. It's like, that's a tough one to tell people, especially if the money's, if, if just money's tight. Um, so, I mean, that's a tough one, but it, it's a reality though, too. Yeah. Um, you know, as, as, a, as an early adopter, you, you, um, I personally feel like you almost have like, yeah, you've got a bit of a responsibility, like to put your money where your mouth is. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, you know, I, I mean, but at the same time, we don't want to support shitty games. That's that's an, that's the same breath. You know? Yeah, no, this is where I, I I kind of feel weird talking about it as a quote unquote reviewer because I do consume stuff as much as I can, and I do get a lot of stuff for free. I'm not going to pretend I don't. I also pay for a lot of stuff too. I don't get everything for free. I wish I did. That does not happen. I paid for Hitman just like you guys. I but, pay for way more than I get free. Um, it's actually, that's actually coming around for me as well, as far as, but I'm also at a point now where I just want to kind of, I want to play what I want to play. I told you, I'm sick of shovelware. I've been, 
you know, like I said, I, I talked to you about this. I've been offered codes for games that look solid, man. Um, that I just, I can't, I can't play another stationary wave shooter. I can't play another job simulator type game. I'm just burnt out on those things. I've been playing them for four years. Um, and reviewing them and actually like, you know, it's not like I, I, I buy it and then play it for five minutes, realize it's garbage and turn it off. I, I sit there and put out a review so I can hopefully help somebody else make the right decision in purchasing this game. So I've definitely, like, I have admittedly burnt myself out on these games for sure. It's not the game's fault by any stretch. Um, but there's just genres that honestly just need to go away in VR regardless. I mean, like I said, how many more wave shooters do we need? Like, like how much would you pick? Chuck. The best stationary wave shooter comes out today. It's crazy. It's it puts Space Pirate Trainer to shame. Blast of the Universe. That's a joke. How much would you pay for a one and a half hour long stationary wave shooter that gives you five stages that look crazy, lightsabers and blasters and all the jazz? It's the best one ever. How much would you pay for a stationary wave shooter in twenty twenty one? Probably thirty bucks, but it would have to be good. Well, I just said the best one. I just I can't. Yeah, so thirty bucks. For the I best do one, it doesn't, maybe I thirty bucks. I couldn't do it. I couldn't even if it was the best one. I couldn't. I'm just so dumb. But with again, that. I'd be. I but I would be in that case. I would be buying it for the experience. Like when I'm re- when I'm reviewing games, I hate to use the word experience if it's a real game. Yeah, I Sometimes agree. Sometimes I still just I know because I, I don't want people to have that connotation that I'm not saying that there's like a real like meaty like component to it. But the fact is that some games you are just paying for the experience. Um. So would I pay 30 bucks for that? Yeah, maybe, maybe. I don't know. Again, it would depend on the, it would depend on the game. Like, you know, like, yeah, Blasters of the Universe came out when it did. It was like 20 bucks and I would have paid 20 bucks for it. Would I pay 20 bucks for it now? Maybe, but I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be excited about it. <laughs> on a uh, well, side note here, I went to the Quest store and searched by price. Um, and this is Canadian prices here. So I, none of these actually break the $40 mark, but the only two games in the Oculus store that I can see that are over $40 Canadian are Arizona Sunshine and Tokyo Chronos. Everything else is $35 or lower. And Arizona Sunshine, I actually think you couldn't have come up with a better example though, because let's say, let's say it's 50 bucks. I personally would not spend $50 on Arizona Sunshine. If I like now was, or like yes, ever now, okay, this is what I'm getting. That's my point. Being where I am in my VR journey, I wouldn't pay $50 for it. I think it's worth $50 if you're new to VR because it's a campaign, it's co op, it's got, um, it's got like horde mode built into it. I think the DLC might be included in that now, too. Um, nope, there's, I, a, there's uh, no, I don't think, I think I some can... of it is, some of it might be. I'll check right now. <laughs> okay. This seems how we're just talking about pricing and stuff. Why that? Even if it, but nope. I mean, DLC well, is separate. Well, there you go. There's another game that we didn't even think of around DLC. Um, well, but there's an example. If Arizona Sunshine came out like now, I could see them launching with a season pass for the type of content they brought out. That would be perfect for like a three dump season pass with story content. And it would be like, okay, that's kind of worth it. Um, but again, it's just like, I just, that's my point is, it's just like, where are you at in your VR journey? I think that actually justifies what you would spend for things. Yeah, it no, really that, that's, matter. That's, that's totally right. I mean, someone, someone could jump in. I've heard a lot of people be like, Space Spider Trainer is fucking amazing. And I was just, by the time we got it on PSVR, I was oh, like, man, eh, I could have preferred VR Invaders. 
Like <laughs> I, was, I, was saying, I was like, this is pretty good for a wave shooter. That's basically where my thoughts were. I was like, this is. But I played this, it for like an hour and I was like, I'm really done with this. Like, oh, no, I'm not yeah. a score chaser. Nope. I don't care about this game. It got too hard and too grindy. And like I said, as, as fun as it is to like grab the gun behind you and switch to your, your lightsaber and then switch back and use your shield. It's like, it's, it's, it's like, it's, it's, it, there's a reason why people say it's the best stationary wave shooter. It's, but still... I am paying less for the experience now and, and yeah. I want more, more, uh, depth. Yeah. Unless something along comes like the climb. And I do feel like the climb has the production budget, the production value in it to be like, yeah, okay, this is worth the experience. Like, yeah, I mean, I am going to put a lot of my friends into the climb too and be like, just jump off that building. Well, and that just comes off the fact for it. too that it, <laughs> the climb is also now, it's a known franchise. The first climb got a lot of love um, for being that, that that climbing experience that no other game it really also rivaled. Looked, um, but it also that's immediately looked amazing. Like, that's what like, I'm saying. Oh, so now that's when, VR. When, yeah. when the climb two drops, you know, you already know the climb one delivered an awesome VR experience. The climb two yep. is going to deliver a more, a, a, you know, an even better experience. If uh, like, if like, you know, if, if the, if scale came out, this is, this is the climb knockoff. That's a third of the price scale. I'm just making this up. Like no one, no one's going to give a shit about scale because the one, the climb already exists. To and, the top. There you go. <sighs> But I'm just saying, it was another climbing game. I mean, different. It was more like a free running game, but it was very much a climbing game, and it you know it never got anywhere near the recognition because it didn't have that production budget. People would have looked at it a lot harder if it had the money behind it. But thank you so much for bringing up the topic of it being a sequel because that is oh, I'm so glad you brought that up because I think that's the biggest thing in this conversation. One of the biggest things that's missing in the VR industry that the that the uh, traditional flat game industry has is franchises yeah we're right? still we're because still praying for franchises non-vr franchises to come to our headsets let alone building on the ones that we've actually established in the last yeah. five so years like, never mind new ips yeah we just want we'll like we'll even we'll pay out the ass Dude, just for like Doom a, a 3. game from years yeah Doom I know. Oh my, 3 and Doom we're 3. like oh i can't wait to bring it. this is gonna be amazing how old and is Doom the, 3 it's like what 10 years old and, it, and it's the most and it's the most hated doom game like a lot of people did not like doom 3 because it broke from yeah that that arcade doomy and went for more of almost like a resident evil type of vibe bong um yeah i just think i know it's just funny it's like please give me this like 10 year old game that not a lot of people really love i can't wait to play that in vr i haven't heard one person on online bitch about this thing everyone is just like it's fucking doom like it's it's rose colored glasses here man and it's also like i said we're we're clamoring for these old franchises we, i mean they're we, also paying for the experience yeah and i mean like i said we got doom vfr and you know that game was was met with mixed reception when that thing mm-hmm. launched it was mixed man um but you know is it it's best with the ds4 in my personal opinion move controllers sucked aim controller was all right except your arm was stuck to your head and you know it was all right it was pacing was kind of slow it was a shorter game blah 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 blah, 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 blah. but that was the doom we got but, but now it also getting- got compared directly to the doom game that it kind of was on the heels of and that was well because it borrowed it, well because it borrowed it was full-on yeah. assets like full-on stages yeah. were borrowed but just re- were recycled so I then guess. it did so then it did feel like a dumbed down vr experience that was one of its problems probably but my point back to the franchises was that you know the biggest money-making games in vr and we are in gaming and we all know this same with movies is that the safe bet is the sequels and i expect you to die too 
Yep. I know. I know. That's my point is that like those are the safe bets in yeah. your movie and your gaming industry. Those are the ones that you see every fall that rake in the massive amounts of dough. You also don't often see a $250 million game budget on a new IP. It's very risky. They, yeah. It doesn't happen often. And we're just, just starting to see VR get into the, into that wave of sequels, which in like, is a good thing, I think, because it means studios saw enough profit to double down. It also means that they doubled down probably dollar value wise, you know, like, and almost every, hang on a second, almost every game that we've ever seen, um, backs going out on me, almost every game that you ever, that we've ever seen come to VR as a sequel or even just uh, another title, a follow up title from that VR developer has been pretty awesome. Okay, and stop right there because that's what I want to say. How many sequels have we had in VR? I can think of only a handful. Obviously, I expected to die got its sequel. Um, beyond that, I know we're getting Lone Echo two. Um, yep. And climb now climb two, obviously climb two. Sure, um, I think we're pretty sure we're going to see Farpoint two. But oh my god! Sure. I mean, if it's not Farpoint two, then, then then I don't know what Impulse Gear. Like, it's insane. Farpoint two is being announced. Like I swear, to, it, it has to. It's kind of. I've heard a lot of people think it's a horror game. Um, yeah, well, because they just dropped that new audio clip thing that's all like, rah, 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 it all sounds like evil and shit. But yeah, I mean, given how Farpoint ended, they could literally do anything with that franchise. It's like, so it's like, the, yeah, it's just the evil force on the planet. Yeah. Um, anyways, um, so outside of that, I mean, we're still waiting for sequels to Moss. I mean, Astrobot never got a follow up, not for VR, anyways. We got the the tech demo. Moss, for, is, yeah, there came Moss. Um, but we're still waiting for a follow up. That like the incredible thing that I can't believe we haven't seen is a follow up to Super Hot. Like, the hell really they announced its follow-up but for only flat flat yeah like why it was the worst version of the game <laughs> yeah i don't know really like it really was like i mean no i don't know the only people yeah. i know who bought super hot bought it by accident because they wanted the vr version. <laughs> i know exactly that's exactly what happened um, um yeah so i'm not I sure mean, what they're doing with that but like seriously where's where's our sequels we haven't seen I mean, pilot, not pilot wings, ultra wings. They announced a sequel at some point in time. That's been they haven't really said much in the, in, in a while. Um, Honor and Duty is getting its. I guess now it'll actually be the third one. I guess in the franchise. Um, these are all PSVR games, which I'm just more familiar with. Um, you know. Oh yeah. Oh, so Honor and Duty too. Yeah, D Day. But no, I and, feel we're, like and we're getting Honor and Duty Steampunk that comes out. Yeah, this year. I feel like D Day was kind of a Terminator Two situation where it was like, okay, we're we're just doing the first one properly now yeah 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 yeah. um, <laughs> um but these, I know, i'm looking at my pc here <laughs> like i can't um, i can't think what of I have many, me. man winlands winlands yeah which is also coming to psvr after they after we just can that they, it's coming soon to psvr eh? did you catch that i did vr sequels we haven't seen enough of them um the, so the, we we've been so used to having all these new franchises and all these new characters and all these new things i mean i remember being pumped Whenever I found a new franchise, like Fallout 3 is a good example, or the the recent Tomb Raider um, uh, reboot, where I played the first game and I was like, oh my god. Like, when they announced the sequel, I was like, take my money. Like, I, you, like you've already won me over. Like, it's it's yours. Like, you know, make a bigger game, charge more, whatever. I'm good. And, you know, if Astro bought two, I mean, okay, we'll just go back to um, uh, Firepoint, what am I thinking? Farpoint. 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 <laughs> Just makes me Like when Farpoint Two gets announced, um, take my money, man. I mean, we it's... are getting there. We are getting to the point where we might not have them, but those studios are still 
around and it's almost guaranteed like it'd be dumb of them like we're gonna get a firewall zero hour two they're totally gonna do it it's gonna like i mean their solaris was not a hit they're gonna do it well i I mean they're still working on solaris i mean yeah it's still an early access so i think it's had its time i don't think it's yeah i don't know know, if it can be i think it's like a space junkies no matter how much they add to it i agree i think it had its a shallow space junkies (laughs) yeah and we we both played hyperdash hyperdash is just like i think it's just a better game in almost every aspect than yeah solaris right it just you know sorry but i think it's done but i'm just i digress you know sequels like we and i can't think the thing is is we know that vr is getting somewhere because people are clamoring for sequels you always hear people going i want half-life sequel i want a firewall zero hour i want a farpoint sequel where the fuck is moss polyarch where the fuck is my moss sequel (laughs) <laughs> and that's one that has been like kind of confirmed, but again, that's the fact is that there's titles people want an Astrobot sequel. The fact that I don't know if you saw in the news there, but Japan Studio closed, Sony closed it, yep. but but they moved everybody onto the team that made Astrobot. Yeah, so they're doubling down on the and they said like they're doubling down on Astrobot, which I would think means also an astrobot vr sequel i can't imagine i would that assume that'd be a psvr2 launch title plans. actually yeah. i think that'd be a really really Wouldn't smart that, be a, for them. that would be a that would be a packet that's a killer app that's a killer app too man astrobot i mean now the ps5 like ps5 users now know who astro is because of the pack-in with ps5 now throw remember in, remember you heard it here i think ryan's dead on i think it's going to be a pack-in title i hope so i mean development cycle for that's small so hopefully they've worked on it for a little mm-hmm. while but um i would love to see that would be a killer launch title like a fully fledged Astrobot sequel? Oh my god, I, I, I'm down for that. And for, you know, charge me sixty bucks for it. I mean, you know, or like obviously as a pack-in game as well. Um, but that'd be awesome. But yeah, so coming back to it, we we haven't seen those sequels, um, which is a weird thing because like even as a reviewer, you never know what's coming next. You never, even when a new game's announced, you have no idea what it's going to be. Because you've never heard of this franchise before or the world it takes place in, or you just get like a trailer. And if the trailer's, you know, cinematic, well, it's like, okay, well, I think it's a fantasy game, possibly action. You like you don't know. And this is what the VR landscape is is working on right now. Is is it's so many it's still unknowns, man. Um I mean when squ- I mean squadrons, it's not a sequel, but everyone knew what it kind of is. Uh, yeah, it kind yeah. of is. But I double down on that. And people, man. I mean that thing. That thing sold more than EA ever expected it to. It was a budget title, you know, by EA standards. Mm-hmm. Um, it was only a fifty dollar game, I think, or forty dollars. I guess forty dollars US. Um, as a, you know, so half the price of a regular game. You know, I remember when, when they announced that price. Me and you were just like, "Uh oh, like this thing's not a full price game. What are they cutting out of this thing?" It turns out not a lot. I mean, they kind of skimped no. on the multiplayer a little bit, but that's really about it. And that, old, that game seemed like a game they were gun shy on, and a game that wasn't your EA typical like cram microtransactions down everyone's throat. It was like the anti Battlefront, which was an interesting play. I thought coming from them, and it um, sold tons. Everyone loved it. I mean, it probably moved headsets as well. I know the EA president gave a shit about that just yet. But I mean, you know, the overall everyone, you know, Victor or Lucas even says like this is he played the game flat, just showing off his laptop he's given away. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to EPN. Um, but he said this is not the way this is meant to be played, guys. Like you guys, it looks pretty awesome now. He's like, play this thing in VR. Well, he said to us on our on our podcast that it was like half the game. Yeah, like it did. Like I, I and I said in that podcast too. Like I was in a multiplayer lobby when I was reviewing the game. I mentioned that I was in VR, and people were like, "Oh man, how is that?" I'm like. 
Well, I'm sitting in a TIE fighter. Do I need to say anything more to you? Like, you're looking at your screen and you think it looks cool. I'm in the, I'm literally looking around my cockpit to yeah. see where you are when we're fighting. I don't have to press R3 to look, motherfucker. <laughs> it's just a, I mean, it just, you feel it. I yeah. mean, it's kind of a no brainer. But I think the reason we have not seen sequels in VR um, is that even though these are games that like were successful um, by VR standards, they still uh, did not meet expectations, especially since some of these games are still, these are still games that were being developed and for, and forecasted when VR still thought it was going to, when the industry still thought it was going to explode a lot more. And so I think that like, you know, Farpoint, everyone loved it. It did well, but it did it really do that well. Like it, you know, that's, but that's the problem is that there are games that we thought we would get sequels for. And we haven't, but behind the scenes, they really don't justify a sequel. Like, from a shareholder standpoint, you know, like we haven't like, I, I mean, I know CCP folded or at least they shuttered their VR side, yep. but it's surprising. We never got an Eve Valkyrie too. Um, it's not surprising to me for that one. I, know it's, I think it's kind of a bad example because it came out early and it's a multiplayer heavy game that there was no market for that. There was no one was, I mean, it's the same no. reason why rigs died. Right. I think, I think Which it was is- very poor timing on their part. I don't think Eve sold as well as it did. I mean, that was, also a full price game, if I recall, that was an eighty dollars game when that dropped. I think was it. I, don't I th- know, but it was pretty it was a sure. showcase title. I mean, it looked amazing. But it's I'm just saying only. That's I mean, just was... a game that like it did pretty well. I mean, they made a they made a pretty good go of it. I think I don't think they did. They could. I, I, the player base, I think, was pretty solid on PC because it was like it also came out at a time so, where it's like, where so. else, what else are you gonna play? That's true. Like it was the only good multiplayer game for the longest time it predates all the first person shooters and everything i'm just saying it's just like if the studio was still around i'd be like or well they are still around i'm surprised they're not coming back with the bomb of eve valkyrie 2 they got like burned would, man they got burned it would by shake VR. the vr world though if they came in with dude they eve got 2. burned by vr i mean this spark didn't sell well and I, and I honestly don't think eve did that well either myself i don't know the numbers obviously but obviously they didn't feel the need to they, i mean they shut the studio down i can't see them even having mediocre numbers and being like mm, no not good enough so they got burned so i'm i'm i'm, I'm I sure think they just shipped it away from vr i'm pretty sure they're still around Oh no, CCP is still. Oh yeah, yeah. I, 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 no, I'm 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 pretty sure the studio that was behind the VR stuff got shut down. Now I'm sure they transitioned mm-hmm. some of those guys out of there, but that studio got shut down. I'm I'm positive of that. Um, but they said they got burned, man, and um, I can see being hesitant to go back into that market, especially right now. Imagine coming into the VR market now too would be so weird because your main market is now shifting to the Quest headsets. So if you want to put out like your next big game. But you now have to shoehorn into this quest. That's got to be weird too, man. Like Eve Valkyrie 2 for, you know, like like um, Victor Lucas once again touching this. He's like, why wasn't Squadrons on the quest too? I'm so happy it's not on the quest too, man. Imagine what that would look like. Like, it's just, you know, there's the, we need these powerful games to push this forward. Uh, but with that power, just to bring it back to our topic, comes price. And, you know, it's what are we willing to pay for? Um... And I think, I expect, honestly, PSVR 2, well, 2022, I keep going back to that same year, but um, price the, the average price for VR games is going to go up um, from 25, 30 bucks, if that's where we're at now, to like 40 plus. Um, and hopefully we get more quality content because of that. And hopefully we see more 
bigger names and bigger franchises come in here to pull more people into VR. Because like I said, the more headsets that sell, the more studios can justify putting money into their games. And that's really what it comes down to is like, we're, you know, we're talking about 10 million headsets in total. So, and if even 10% of people buy your games, which I think is realistically is, is not too bad of a number, you're talking about optimistically selling 1 million copies of your game. And that's super optimistic. That's if your game is like actually grabbing attention mm-hmm. in headlines. It's a tiny number, man. Um, and for some companies, it's just, it's not worth that. It's just not worth the de- development cycle, development time, um, and the money to put into that when you're guar- you, you, your returns aren't guaranteed. Well, um, that's, See, but that's another big thing that we haven't really talked about. We talked about people not making their money back on free to play um, because there just isn't the number base. And unless you're like Rec Room, there's a good example, or VR Chat, where like I'm thinking they're making quite a bit of coin. I don't even know how VR Chat really um, finances itself, but Rec Room, like, you know, I think they make quite a bit of money off of, you know, off of like youngins wanting to buy credits to buy clothes and like that's that's just their micro microtransaction driven and i think they're doing quite well that's an ex- but i mean not a lot of games what was that do well uh, with that that moba that came out for playstation vr it was a free-to-play moba high quality game um oh, i can't remember oh, what it's called um i never played it but i remember that. it was free to play obviously there's there there was uh, you buy different a characters tank, or whatever right? um yeah, no, they shut the service down with I think a year and a half, maybe at the most. And they're like, "Yeah, sorry, we just we can't sustain this thing because no one's paying for this." Well, that's um, and that's the thing, right? And that's what people have to keep in mind is that right now you just have to you can't just want something. You have to stop and think about whether it actually does make sense in that market. And the other thing is, is that you know, if you're a studio and you spent you know a significant amount of money on a game. And you know that only like best case scenario, a million people are going to buy your game. And then you're also have to sell that to a market that's gun shy about spending anything over like 30 bucks. How are they like, how are they supposed to make money? Dude, it's that's like... the problem, right? Like, and like in a, you know, in a su- supply and demand type of thing, if there, if you had like, you know, typically you would charge like, you know, like, you know, how many times have we seen, you know, very niche products come out at exorbitant, you know, ab- uh, absolutely in crazy pricing because they know that it's like only going to a small market and it's kind of like, well, if we can get our production numbers up, the price comes down. Mm-hmm. We should be lucky that we're not paying $100 for a VR game. Even looking at games that released in VR that have since released flat to make kind of ends meet. Um, the Persistence comes to mind. Um, Jade Cypher um, actually released um, their flat version and they're releasing a sequel, yep. I believe, only, only flat, flat um, yeah. which sucks. I really, that's, that's, that's one of my little hidden gems there. Immortal Legacy. Yep. Sorry, Immortal Legacy is what I'm talking about. Um, and there's a bunch more games that, in Rec Room, obviously, that's flat, available flat as well. Um, there's a, ton more examples of VR games that end up being ported to flat because, you know, studios can make their money there. I mean, one, the game's already developed, so it's I'm sure it's relatively easy to kind of port that over. And, um, you know, it's not... It's not a good look for VR when that happens. And there's some great games that, I, you know, you know, The Persistence just got that physical release on, I think it's on the Switch 2 and everything. It and, is, everyone, and, it's, and it's getting a PS5 like yeah, a next big gen huge upgrade too. Upgrade. Not for VR. So it must have, it must what? Not, no, for, not VR. for VR. No. And I mean, yeah, for the flat version. I'm like, so it must be doing well in flat. It's um, awesome, but it's one of those things too, where like, 
I'm jumping over the place here, but now now that, like the persistence the persistence is actually getting some love from the flat community. Like people are like, have you seen this? This is like well, roguelikes like are also very fashionable, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. But now now we have another game that can kind of bring people into VR because I mean people don't know this game is even on in VR. Yeah, and um, so it's nice to see that. I guess oh, I'm kind of going against my own points now, but um, <laughs> I don't know. You talk, you talk. You got something to say? <laughs> Well, I think I think it, when it all comes, I think it all just comes together. I mean, everything we've been talking about comes down to some simple, I think, some simple ideas that are challenges for the industry is like numbers of people, um, expectations around what they're getting for money, and and the way that they're being trained in 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 that game space. You know, like. The mobile the, the mobile game space is like toast, and I've heard lots of companies say that. But like, you can't make money in mobile games now unless you're that rare one percent, because people don't want they don't think they should spend money for games. Like you know, like yeah, the heck was it on my game? There's a game that came. It's like a Dark Souls game, and the name's escaping me right now. And it's like really good. Like it's really close to a Dark Souls quality game. It's like five bucks on on mobile. And people are like, oh, I don't know, I want to spend five dollars. <laughs> and it's like, oh my god! But that's the market, yeah. right? And my, and this is what I always complain about with the industry when people bitch about game prices and stuff. I'm like, you don't want it to be a race. It's be, you don't want it to be like the mobile market where it became a race to the bottom, where yeah. most companies couldn't make money there. And you know, how many companies have we seen? Well, we're going into the market, and then like a year or two later, and we're back to making traditional games because it's not necessarily a guaranteed success there at all in fact it's almost like the exact opposite we don't want we don't want our as much as people think we do we don't want our vr market to turn into that no we want people to feel we need people we need to educate people that they only these games are you got to meet in the middle like the games have to bring the bring the value they got to up their quality and their value offering but we also have to be willing to pay for that no and that comes back to your point about sustaining sustaining if you're buying into these headsets it's sustaining them. You can't just you know wait for sales every single time a game drops because you don't want to pay that. You, you bought the headset. Um, not to see you have an obligation. Uh, it's obviously your money, and I get not everyone like just makes money hand over fist. But um, you know, sales matter, and when they see everyone, everyone's waiting for a sale before they buy their game. It doesn't help game devs. I mean, it doesn't help. It doesn't help anybody short term. When you know when no one buys their game <laughs> because you know you're waiting for it, and, and when, when the game is definitely worth that asking price to begin that's with. That's what I'm saying. Don't support shitty games. No, no, I for sure, for that. sure, for sure, because for sure. people because you don't want to send that message. It's like we don't want to support the industry through supporting like crap shovelware or half finished ideas. But, <laughs> yeah, the game, but if the game is good, yeah, just I just think that we as like we're still early adopters. We just have to think about what message that sends. That's all. I mean, and that's an impossible ask. It's just not no. It really work. is. I mean, and, and, and like to sit there and be like to sit there and say, like sustain, like play. You know, play rigs. Just keep playing rigs till you're sick of it, and just keep playing it again because you know we need these servers to look active so more people come play. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that you know, like when you're buying into VR, especially it, this is it. it more it, more so than a con more more so than a console, just because VR is this we're nurturing this market. Like you're buying into a market that needs to be nurtured still. And to just, you know, it, it just, I've often, I've often thought if you can't, if you can barely afford the headset, 
you can't afford the headset. And I know that some people get pissy at that comment, but I really do feel that like if you you know if you want to if you're looking at can you afford to get into VR, it also means like um, can you afford to play VR? Yeah, no, I some people I buy these four hundred dollar headsets and then like bitch about a thirty dollar game. It's like well, maybe this wasn't the time for you to jump in yet. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I've seen so many posts where it's like, you know, I can't afford to buy games right now. Um, you know, like, what are the best free games out there? And, you know, I, you know, obviously say, because it's personal situations. I don't, you know, I'm not trying to shit on you if you like lost your job and shit. Um, but you're also doing yourself a disservice by playing these free games because those free games aren't even close to being the best stuff that VR has to offer. Um, no. so you, un- yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah. And even still, and you know, like when you, you're, you're, you're paying for $5 shovelware, like you're not getting what VR was meant for. Like you're, you're totally missing out on, on why you bought the headset in the first place. And so, yeah, this, it comes back to your point where, yeah, like I said, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely a dicky way to say it, but yeah, if you can barely afford the headset, you, you can't afford the headset. I and mean, I mean, and it obviously a, happens, a, right. But I, that's why I no. love it when Sony, I love it when Sony doubles down. Um, like they are, they did in March and offer a free game. That's awesome. Like Farpoint. It's like, that's good. That's sweet. Like, because then you're, you're literally putting out a free game. That's like the quality that people need to taste. And you're and you and you are giving that out. Um, and I, and the developer gets paid for that too. It's not, you know, they oh, are yeah. getting paid. Um, so I like that. No, uh, this comes back to another point. I've said it multiple times too, where um, I've said the PlayStation VR. I mean, the price we, we talk about the price of VR entry. If you can't afford the headset, you can't afford the games. Um, a little asterisk to that thing, I guess, would be you know I, I've said before that the PSVR, the current gen headset, needs to drop in price. It's currently too expensive in my personal mind, and it's not to say that it's too expensive. It's too expensive compared to what's out there and what it offers. Um, one thing I didn't really take into account with that is just how often the PlayStation store has sales and how quickly you can save that. You know, I'm saying drop the price of the headset by 50 bucks, but I mean, PlayStation has like three separate sales happening right now. I'm not sure why they're three separate sales. It should just be one big sale. But anyways, like there's so many games that are on sale right now for like anywhere between 50 and like 80% off. So even though I still stand by PlayStation dropping its price just so it looks prettier on like the labeling in like your local store. Yeah. Um, VR games are also dirt cheap now. I mean, there's always something on sale in the Oculus store. They're, they're a little more um, stingy with their sales. I understand why, because they're, you know, their headset is, you know, it's the only market really for their, for the games in their headset, but PlayStation, man, like, you can get gems for dirt cheap now and there's still gems far, you know far points free right now this month with a ps plus subscription we should. which and like uh, on a side note they're totally going to be pushing farpoint too it can't be coincidence right there's an announcement coming soon and farpoint wants <laughs> the free game i'm sorry i just that makes a lot of sense to me so they announced farpoint 2 full release 80 dollars. do you question it do you even bother you are you just like sweet this is fucking awesome I mean, I go, it better be more than the last game was because I don't think the last game was a full price game. No, I agree with that 100%. Um, as much as I think the, as such, as much as I think it was a premiere experience, oh my God. something like that was, that's something that uh, Victor would have called it a premiere VR experience. Blew my mind. Um, the game blew my mind. Totally. I'm just saying, like, the reason I'm a little, I was, I'm a little nervous that, or not hesitant or nervous, but like, disappointed that it's coming out as uh it sounds like it's going to come out as a psvr game and not a psvr2 game 
is I thought that Farpoint 2 had the potential to like really, you know, like really double down on what it was kind of feeling like and go for like the full Halo experience with like a full multiplayer suite and everything. And I don't see that the PlayStation, like the PSVR powered on the basic of the PS4 isn't going to deliver on that. Unfortunately, I, I think this is a case of maybe um, I'm sure this is uh, assuming assuming Farpoint 2 is coming out. I'm assuming it was always the plan to release a sequel on this generation headset. I just think, like I said, you know, I, I think just how fast VR developed and how, how fast the, the industry's changed in such a short amount of time. I just don't think they're they're prepared for it. And I think I know. But do you really see Sony like hyping up this game like they did the first one? Um and then like and then like you know and then like doubling down and having to like put out the aim controllers again like real and really push that inventory again. I mean, it has to be it has to be an aim bundle, right? Again, I know, but to. I'm like it's it just it seems. I agree. It seems, it's a weird it's, time have, to be pushing tech that yeah. you're, you're going to shut down in a year. I'm I just totally really afraid agree. that it's going to come out. Yes, yeah, the Firepoint Two sequel. Like, and us headsets are going to be like fuck yeah, but no one else is. It's just I think I feel it's going to feel like. Like it's like a death, like a death rattle of the Farpoint series. It's like that's I want it to be. I want it to be have the splash that it deserves. I agree, hundred percent. I don't want to get too dark on what Sony may or may not do as far as that goes. No, um, I'm just saying. But like, you're right. You're you talking about price. I just don't see it being an eighty dollars game. I don't either. I, I I mean, it's it's hard to charge more for a sequel, especially for the same. Like I said, it's 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 a weird thing. Once you set the price with the first game, it's really hard to like suddenly charge more for the next game. I can never think of a time unless, when that's happened. Well, unless you really bring the heat. I don't know if they will. Um, but that is the thing. But that is a, a unique situation that we are in in the VR industry. Is that some sequels that come out. Are going to come out in a in a more um, a more mature VR game space with more headsets, more financial opportunity, and they may look at that as going, okay, you know, now we deliver our full vision for this game. So you are going to see sequels that I think that like absolutely completely dwarf their initial games because it's because it, you know it financially makes more sense to really deliver now. Dude, I think I think I expect you to die two is going to be a lot more than five missions. I, I imagine so too. I hope so. Um, but like even like, you know, Arizona Sunshine has gotten a lot of love in the past. Now it kind of gets, it rides that kind of hate love train just because it's dated. And it doesn't quite have the depth of the, that we want. But if Vertical Games announced Arizona Sunshine 2, I'd be pumped. Assuming I after, think, I assuming think after, after the, fall the fall doesn't suck, I guess. I think after the fall is Arizona Sunshine 2. Really? I mean, another zombie game. We don't know if it has a single yeah, it's like, player campaign. It's four player co op. It's 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 not a, it's not a it's not the sequel. No, no, I, I just I think it, but it's I think it, they definitely a sequel in the fact that it took everything I think they learned from like a, a VR shooter and, oh, yeah. and a and a zombie game. But the problem and they're kind of funneling that into something that they hope is going to be a little more games as a service. <laughs> right, but I, on but if you didn't know who Virtual Games was until you follow just another game, but. After Arizona Sunshine or After the Fall. I'm just stupid. Um, but you know, if Arizona Sunshine 2, that that's bigger headlines than No, I know. And I mean I can't imagine them not. I'd imagine so. I mean, who knows when or if that'll happen, but I have to assume. I mean, I, I'm sure until you fall, I'm sure Virtual Games has a lot riding on it until you fall. This is only their second game. I mean, second developed game. So, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, I'm sure they've learned a lot from Arizona Arizona Sunshine. Um, I guess we'll see just how much when this thing eventually drops. I think they're saying summer 
this year. Well, so um, and that's on the it, PC side of things, I think. But uh, who knows? Yeah, I, think I think the PC is going to drop first. Although they might be, they'd be wise to drop it on both cross play one big promotional push. I hope that's what I, I think that I told you that's my, I think that's why it's delayed. I think it's delayed to get the PSVR version ready and, and do it in one, in one blowout. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I think they'd be dumb not to. It's still a numbers game. If you're going to do four player co-op, they know that they're not dumb. You'd hope so. I mean, like I said, VR is kind of the weird little um, bubble there where we had crossplay before. You might, you know, before before crossplay was a thing as far as like Xbox and PlayStation VR and PC. Now everyone's kind of getting along a bit better. But VR, you know, we mentioned that before. Like we we've had crossplay for you know. F- That's what I'm saying. Four That's years, why so. I think it's guaranteed that we're going to have PC PSVR crossplay. I just can't imagine it not, especially since it's not really competitive. It's co-op, so it really yeah it really lends itself to not having to worry about balancing issues. Um, as long as they don't have to, this is the thing, cut things from the PSVR version that we'll make see. it a slightly different game. Arizona Sunshine oh. wasn't cross-play, so we'll see. But Arizona Sunshine, or Arizona Sunshine launched like years earlier um, on the PC. Yeah. I so, know, I know, I know. I just And then when it came out on PSVR, it had that aim support, so then it becomes a little more, a little weirder, like, don't you see the machine gun? No, I see a handgun. Oh, that sucks for you. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, um, yeah, like, yeah. You know, why are you turning like that? Because I'm click turning, god damn it. <laughs> you know, I see that being issues. But I don't know. I mean, we're we're uh we're coming up on our kind of on our two hour market market mark. Jesus Christ, Shug. But and I think we've kind of run the gambit of of the, the pricing situation. I this I knew just to bring it back. More loot boxes. All, we're gonna see. That's the thing. We're gonna see all these things in VR. And here's the catch twenty two. We don't want it because we feel like our VR, like the VR industry, is like it's untouched by that shady game practices that is just like littered the game world, you know, for better or for worse. But the thing is, is that like. <laughs> Right. Once we get it, once we start seeing that, we'll know VR made it. <laughs> I know it's a, it's a double edged sword, man. Like you want those big franchises in VR? In VR? Here you go. But like, seeing Pop One doing what they're doing, and like and just constantly pulling in games over over and over again with like new seasons and like and just like they well we modified our map a little bit and like it's like it's the it's the uh, Fortnite model. And they're crushing it. Yeah. And it's like, I love that. I do. Like, I we need VR does need that. We do need Rec Rooms. Rec Room is so good for VR. Um, because it is so accessible and it's free and it's and you know it attracts it, it, kids. Yeah, well, that is right. Like, it's I mean, there are between Pop One and Rec Room and VR chat, I guess, you've got a whole generation of kids that are growing up now in VR, and that's and that will trickle through. You know, to everything we're talking about, because those guys will have some more earning potential, and they will want more out of VR. Mm-hmm. And their and their early beginnings are going to be forged in those easily f- accessible, free to play games. I mean, you know, it's just you can encourage them, but unfortunately, you're also raising a group of people that expect it for free. Yep. And no, I'm. And that, I think, brings just, again, comes down to the whole problem that VR is going to have to deal with is expectations. 
Um, but it's inevitable. I think, I mean, it's inevitable that eventually EA is going to drop a big bomb in VR and they're going to be like, <laughs> um, medal of honor. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was a sarcastic big bomb. It was, I know. <laughs> I mean, and, and again, well, that was shocking. That is shocking that the big franchise dropped and there was not a microtransaction in place, which also, also that, but that's, isn't that the, isn't that the, like the point right there that I said, like when we see it, we'll know VR made it. It's like the fact that Middle of Honor dropped and didn't have any of the microtransactions for all the for the multiplayer side of things makes it feel like it was just going to like yeah. and like we didn't we didn't really care because if they really wanted to double down on that game and believed in the multiplayer suite they would have been like 2.99 we'll get you the purple yeah, yeah gun yeah. oh god bigger swastikas <laughs> gets you the swastika pack. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I don't know why I thought of that. <laughs> Purple swastikas for everybody. <laughs> rainbow, rainbow swastikas. We gotta. We can't can't hate on the gays. Plus, it's a really. I'd love to see a rainbow swastika. That's now we're getting sidetracked. I would, that'd be a hilarious thing to see. Wouldn't that be awesome? A rainbow swastika. <laughs> We're so inclusive. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, okay, guys. Well, that's that'll be the end of this uh, this conversation. Um, I feel like this is open for a lot of a lot of commentary from you guys who are watching because I think the big takeaway from here is everybody has their own expectations and everybody has their own view on like Ryan's take of what would you pay for? Absolutely. You cheap asses. Let me know how much you hate my thoughts on how much money a game should cost. I'll fight. But that's the thing, right? That's what I'm, well, that's what I'm getting at though. Right. I want to hear in the comments, you guys fire off. Let us know like what you would pay for, say a certain type of game. Do you feel a game? Give us examples of games you think are overpriced and games that you feel were underpriced. Um, because I think that, that's a conversation right there. And even um, just your mentality, but you know, everything we just talked about those, the, the, these yeah. last episodes or two episodes, um, let us know where your thoughts are. I mean, like I said, I definitely have my own thoughts. I know they're my own thoughts. I'm not trying to put them on anybody else. Um, except for this podcast, I guess, but I would love to know, you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting market and all you guys out there are part of this very small, very niche VR market. So what do you guys think about, Pricing in VR. Are you guys ready for eighty dollars games on a, on a monthly basis? These big. Are you ready for these big franchises to come to VR? But we're paying for it. It's not just Call of Duty, and we get Call of Duty. It's Call of Duty with microtransactions and seasons and all that stuff. Like, are we ready for that? Are we? Or... Well, that's the thing. I mean, that is that is the final question. We all want it. Everybody wants AAA games. Everybody's saying that they want these big games to come to VR. Are you ready to pay for them? Because if these big games, if Call of Duty comes to VR with an $80 price tag and you don't buy it, you're not going to get them again. Yep. Like, especially if it's their first, like, let's just say the, the reception to Medal of Honor was not good um, for EA, you know, spending future money on it. And that's partly on them, uh, yeah. on, on, on Respawn as well. But, you know, that's the conversation. Are, and I think Ryan nailed it. Are you willing to pay? For those really expensive experiences everyone's answer will probably be something along the lines of all well, if it's worth it and that's the question what is worth it where is that value so let us know what you guys think um that'll be this will probably be if you're watching this, this is probably episode 12 and 13 uh just because it did kind of become a two-part thing but regardless of when you're watching this um 
Don't forget, you can watch this in or listen to this in the audio version over on any podcast service. Don't shake your head at me. <laughs> Get and, it right, uh, man. Get it right. You screwed up the beginning. You screwed up the end of this thing. This is what I have to live with, everyone. This is what I live with on a weekly basis. This is what I have to live with. I got to sit here. You're I, always so I talk critical. and mumble and stumble through everything and listen to this guy do the goddamn same thing. You're the professional talker with your deep baritone voice. Think you're all cool and shit. Get it right. No, you're always so negative. You don't support my I'm a realist. I'm a realist. And your achievements <sighs> suck. <laughs> okay, well, check out the podcast. <laughs> and uh, and don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe, and all that jazz. Uh, and yeah, guys, we're going to talk more about this, not in a two-part episode, but we do have a, uh, a Patreon going for you guys. So check that out. We're offering bonus content for people who jump in um, on different monthly tiers. And yeah, we're just growing that, so let us know what you want to see. Shout out to Neil Mac. Well. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Neil. Yeah, Neil. I promise we'll get our shit together. Yeah. We're just we're we're playing catch we're playing catch <laughs> up there. We'll uh well yeah you'll you'll see your name rolling across the screen there. I promise. I promise. Um but yeah Neil first first in thank you so much I really appreciate you it. You kick ass Neil yeah. Anyways, guys, the rest of you, we appreciate you too. We'll appreciate you more if you're a Patreons. <laughs> no monetization. We've got to monetize this podcast. Monetization. <laughs> Catch you guys in the next episode. See y'all.